Thanks for tuning in to After Dark with Robin Andrew, which is available on America Out Loud's iHeartRadio channel, along with streaming on Spotify, Stitcher, Apple Podcasts, TuneIn Radio, wherever you listen to your podcasts. Please be sure to search for America Out Loud. In addition to that, we're available on AmericaOutloud.news, which has thousands of podcasts and articles updated daily. We always appreciate it when you share those on social media. Got a great show lined up for you guys today. Uh, certainly a lot to talk about with President Joe Biden. Going to follow up a little bit from last night's show. Uh, talk about his memory lapse, how he's not competent to stand trial, and how sad that is for the United States of America. Uh, but this is the guy that we have to call president. But there's certainly a lot more in the news than that. Uh, before we get going on that, uh, Rob, last week you sent me a viral clip of our own B.B. Uh, Diamond sitting down, uh, basically talking about the problems in the black community in uh, New York City. Uh, congratulations to B.B. on that. Uh, we get that every week here on America Out Loud. Uh, I wasn't surprised to see that clip of B.B. Uh, talking blow up. Were you, Rob? I wasn't surprised either, Andrew. One of the things that I want to just focus on when, since you brought that up is, I think uh, just when we were doing our pre-work, another guest that we've had on the show previously did an article that I think is so timely. And uh, Chris Tremogli, where a white liberal journalist is scolding a black man who happened to be a football player for taking a picture with Trump. And he was saying, why are you taking a picture with the racist Trump? <laughs> and this is one of the same things that BB was talking about, why black men are gravitating toward Trump. Because he is an alpha male and you have these beta white men who are trying to tell black people what to do and how to do it and when to do it. And as we said on one of our shows last week, it's time for black people to get off this mental plantation of liberals. They have us on a mental plantation that you can only vote for us. Don't vote for anyone else. Just vote for us because we're going to save you. And where has it gotten black people for the past 60 plus years? And I go with 60 years because that's when the civil rights bill was passed some 60, 60 years ago. That's when Martin Luther King gave his famous, I have a dream speech, content of character. And when you look at society, if you were to judge us by the content of character, we would be messed up. Ever since these radical DAs decided to lower the standards, to lower the bar with who can get arrested, and if you steal something that's $950 or less, you won't get arrested, letting people in corporate America or on jobs as a whole because of their race, lowering the standards, look at Claudine Gay, we're going to lower the standards so she could get in. And then on top of that, you have the diversity head of Harvard. They lowered the standards. She got in. And we're finding out that she plagiarized. That if you were to look at her content of character, you'd be like, oh, my gosh. And then look at Fannie Willis. Mm. Look at her content of character. Andrew, and it goes on and on and on. And our bearing on B.B. Diamond. She gave us a uh, – she was at a symposium in Long Island. And she just broke it down. And, Andrew, that video is still going viral. It's on YouTube. It was on Newsbreak. It's just all over. Yeah, we'll try to uh, link to that clip and the write-up 
to the podcast on this so you can hopefully find it for yourself. But it's a great clip of BB Diamond, no doubt about it. And speaking of this issue, um, like Rob said, uh, people in the black community are waking up. I mean, they've seen what's happened with these illegals coming into their cities, the hundreds of millions of dollars that the Democrats are spending on illegals. And they're saying, what have these Democrats ever done for us? And uh, the, the Democrats uh, have just overplayed their hand with the black community. Uh, they thought that they would get them all in favor with these DEI hires. But no, they see what's going on. Someone like Kamala Harris, they make the black community look bad. And speaking of which, Barack Obama, who also um, underchanged the black community because he made all these promises and really did not do anything for them, President Trump in four years got more done for him than Barack Obama did in eight even after being the first black president. But I was listening to uh, Patrick Beck David this past week, and I know we've discussed this on our show in the past as well, but uh, the rumors have been heating up once again about maybe Michelle swooping in and uh, taking over for Joe Biden. Uh, They say Patrick McDavid's theory is that, well, if uh, the Obamas and other Democrats are concerned that President Trump's going to come in and try and get revenge on all his political enemies, expose them, what they've done to him, uh, the corruption, they'll be desperate and do anything they can to get whoever is most likely to get elected in office. And the polls say that 86% of Americans are concerned with Joe Biden's age and uh, about voting for him again. So the Democrats are desperate. We know Jill's hanging on. Uh, Rob, do you think there's any substance to Michelle Obama? Do you think that she has aspirations to be president? I don't think she has aspirations. I think this is all manufactured. Again, it's rumors windmills and whatnot, but after last week's performance by Joe Biden, after Robert Hur came out with an explosive, I would say, report on Biden withholding classified documents. Now, Andrew, if you remember, when this first started about a year or so ago, and they said that they were going to uh, appoint, well, first of all, Republicans said they should appoint a special prosecutor to overlook Biden's handling classified documents, as well as Mike Pence, after it was discovered that Trump had classified documents, and they created this huge theatrical play with having the FBI raid Mar-a-Lago. I mean, it was all theatrics, and it was all about the optics because they wanted Americans to think that Trump had done something wrong. But as we started to peel back the onion, usually you would smell something, but there was nothing there. Because then we realized that the FBI, well, not the FBI, but NARA, the National Archives group, knew that Trump had these documents. And in fact, they had sent the FBI out to Mar-a-Lago to say, okay, you have the documents, can you just keep them on the lock and key? Which is what he did. And then they said, they alleged that we were trying to get them back. He said, no, they're mine, backwards and forward. Now, as opposed to just saying, okay, let's just just let's work with him to get these documents. They decided, well, let's just indict him. Let's raid Mar-a-Lago and create this huge production. Now, at the same time, someone mentioned to Joe, Joe, remember you have documents dating back to your time as a senator. 
like some years ago. Well, here's the thing about it. Joe, as a senator, never had permission and could not declassify documents. Trump can. Now, we can quibble and go backwards and forward as to when Trump can do it. Can he think it? Does he speak it into existence? But according to the rules, as, about, as the president, Trump has the permission or the authorization to declassify anything. Okay, Joe doesn't have that. Joe had documents going back 50-something years ago. The question becomes, how did he get the documents out of a protective skiff? And why did he have them so long? And on top of that, who was he sharing the documents with? Well, we found out from Robert Hur's report that he was sharing them to a ghostwriter. We also found out that once the ghostwriter found out, he also found out that he was going to be interviewed, he destroyed the documents, destroying evidence. Now, they want to say that Trump had someone to destroy evidence, but it didn't happen. Right. So now people are saying, wait a minute, this doesn't make any sense. You have one that you're going to indict, and then the other you're not going to indict Although Robert Hur's, and we mentioned this last night on our show, Robert Hur's report stated that Joe was guilty. Well, they didn't say he was guilty. He said that he did willingly, willfully took these documents, willfully took the documents. So if he willfully took those documents, they said that Trump did the same thing. Why are you going to indict Trump and not Biden? What is the answer? You see, and we discussed this last night on our show. I said we discussed it with uh, B.B. Diamond. I met with Heather Robinson. She was on the show last night. But why would they indict Trump and not Joe Biden? Well, it's because, as we said last night, Biden's Justice Department is corrupt. His Justice Department is compromised. But now they're mad at Robert Hur. And as I was about to say when you tossed it to me, we had discussed this almost a year ago. When they appointed Robert Hur, Merrick Garland, to investigate this, everyone was saying, oh, but remember, this was a Trump appointee. Trump appointed him. Oh, yeah, Trump appointed him. And the reason why they were saying that, this is the left saying this, because they knew that Merrick Garland had already given Robert Hur his directions. You will not indict. You will investigate and come up with the report. That was it, which is what he did. So they already knew that it was already baked into the cake, so to speak, Andrew. While we were saying that we hope Robert Hurd does a good job, but we have no confidence in him because we also have to remember that Robert Hurd was, what, what, is it, what, what is the word I'm looking for? He was recommended by Democrats to Trump to put him on the high court or to make him a, uh, a, district, a special prosecutor. And Trump went along with it because, again, Trump was new at the time. When he came in in 2016, he was taking recommendations. So Democrats said, hey, Robert Hur, he's Republican. Why don't you just put him on the courts? And Trump said, OK, fine. Not knowing his background. But fast forward today and look at the fallout. Now, Democrats are attacking him. Even Kamala Harris, they're saying all these gratuitous statements. How could he? Oh, this is a political job. This is a political hack job. But by whom? By the Democrats? Because you guys recommended that Trump pick him, and then Merrick Garland went out and said that I'm going to make him a special prosecutor to look at this. Right. What they don't realize is that Robert Hur cut Joe Biden a big break, basically saying 
that he's so incompetent that we can't criminally charge him. Although uh, there's some serious questions here about the crimes that he committed. So basically, they're saying that Joe Biden's off scot-free because his memory is so bad. And of course, the Democrats uh, were in full damage control this weekend, rolling out whoever they could on all the Sunday shows, all the weekend shows, trying to say, oh, no, Joe's, Joe's fine. Uh, there's nothing to see here. Joe's memory's fine. He he remembers everything about his infrastructure bill and uh, yada, 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 acting like Joe Biden actually put this stuff together. But nonetheless, they're trying to do damage control for him right now. And that's not an easy task, particularly af after that press conference he had. It's not an easy task after the press conference. And I just want to read to you what the report said. I mean, I've been reading it. I read it last night. I'm going to continue to read it because I think people need to be made aware of it. And this is what he said. Uh, Biden won't face criminal charges over mishandling of classified documents. And this is what the report Robert Hur had written. He did not remember when he was vice president forgetting on the first day of the interview when his term ended. If it was 2013, when did I stop being vice president? This is what Biden said. And forgetting on the second day of the interview when his term began in 2009. I am still vice president. Now, this is what he was saying to Robert Hur, asking him. And this interview took place last year. Am I, am I still vice president? And then he said he did not remember even within several years when his son, Bo, died. I saw so many people that are coming out on the left saying, oh, well, that's a date you want to forget. Oh, you want to forget that? You're not going to remember that. No, that's a date you're going to remember. My sister died. I remember to this day when she died. I remember what happened. It was October 11th, 2010. I remember. You don't forget dates like that. So while there, and that was my sister. This was Joe's son. And Joe talks about his son's death all the time, Andrew. Remember, we just lost three black military soldiers. And Joe had to bring it up to a phone call with them. Oh, I lost my son. My son died. 13 Afghanistan soldiers. He brought up the same story. When he was camp, well, I was going to say when he was campaigning, but when he was in the basement campaigning, when they would let him out, he would bring it up. So all these people that are saying, oh, of course he, he remembers it. And, and why would he want to remember? They are trying to cover for him. But see, it has now been exposed. So although he's not going to be charged, Robert Hurd did what he was supposed to do. He looked at this man and he said, oh, my gosh, because, Andrew, we've been talking about this for some time. What is Joe like behind the scene? What is he saying? Because certainly when they bring him out, they're pumping him with vitamin B and vitamin D to keep him focused. But now we get a behind-the-scene look, and I'm hearing that Jill Biden is fit to be tied. She is angry. She is a wet hand. She's attacking everyone. How could you let the president of the United States go out like this? Even Mika Brzezinski on PMSNBC, the Joe Scarborough Show, and even Joe, they're trying to cover it up, saying, oh, my God, come on, folks. Joe's smart. Look at all these <laughs> press conferences he's giving. I mean, it's, Andrew, it's comical. They're yeah, now it... trying to convince the American people that what we saw with our eyes, don't believe it. You can't believe that. This man is on all cylinders. Corinne Jean-Pierre said the same thing. I can barely keep up with him. Then you need to see a doctor because there's something that's not going on with your body.
if you can't keep up with him, Joe moves with like the pace of a snail or a turtle. Yeah, it's gotten so bad. You know, Kirsten Welker, the the fake news uh, NBC reporter that moderated the debate with President Trump that one time and did a horrible job. Uh, total leftist, but she was on. She's on Meet the Press now. She t- took Chuck Todd's job because uh, the the progressive left thought that Chuck Todd uh, was too far right. Yeah, Chuck Todd. But Chuck now Todd of all people, too she, far right. Give me a break. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Now they're accusing Kirsten Welker of uh, attacking Biden and unfairly treating Biden compared to Trump because she brought up some of the statistics like 86% of Americans are concerned about Biden's age. Um, Nine out of every 10 voters basically are worried about this guy's competence. And uh, yeah, it's just like, if these are the fake news pundits that are even now starting to come around and uh, warn about Joe Biden, you know, up until this point, I thought they were going to roll with Biden again. But after this last couple of weeks, I don't know if they can, Rob. Well, well, let me say this, Andrew. I know we're up against a hard break. I will say this. We have been talking about this and seeing this for some time. You can't cover it up. Now, the media, believe me when I say this, do not doubt me. They will see how much damage has been done. They will assess the damage, but they will try to keep him there. I mean, for him to give a presser, After the special counsel's report, see, they were trying to be slick, Andrew. They thought he'll release the report. They knew that he wasn't going to be indicted. He might say some things that we don't like. He might say, yeah, Biden had all these documents, but they did. They weren't aware that he was going to mention Biden's sense of presence, which is what they did with Trump. And if it had been Trump, oh, yeah, hooray, hooray, hooray. But they thought he was going to give him a pass. They thought that Merrick Garland was going to take that out of the report. And they were even saying, a few reporters were even saying, he needs to fire Merrick Garland. Now, I'm like, wait a minute. Now, why would he want to fire Merrick Garland when Merrick Garland has been doing his bidding for him? And if he fires Merrick Garland, to me, that would be a constitutional crisis within Biden's own administration because he's now mad that the truth has come out. But see, they thought they were going to all protect them. I'm sure Merrick Garland didn't want it there, but he knew if I take anything out, the Republicans are going to push and say, why did you take that out? Why did you leave that there? They wanted it out because they did not want the truth. Believe your eyes. We have been saying this, Andrew, on every show. Joe Biden is not fit to serve. He should not be there. It has now been exposed. The media is slow at coming to the party. But it has now been exposed. And I would say to all Republicans, do not let off of this. Keep talking about it. We're going to keep talking about it. I don't know about some of the other right wing media, if they're going to keep talking about it. But this is huge. This is huge, Andrew. And we cannot let it go. We must keep this at the forefront because Joe Biden is unfit. And he is putting America, he's putting the world in a very precarious and dangerous position. Amen. And shame on all the politicians like his vice president, Kamal Harris, coming out and defending him, um, acting like Americans own eyes are lying to them. I mean, anybody could tell that this guy is past it. Uh, but we'll get talk more about that after this break. You guys are tuned in to After Dark with Robin Andrew, which is available Monday through Friday on America Out Loud's iHeartRadio channel at 9 p.m. Eastern. 8 p.m. Central or 6 p.m. 
for those on the West Coast. We'll be back with more After Dark with Rob and Andrew after this short break. You've all heard Dr. McCullough and others share over and over the value of keeping your sinuses cleansed. It's a smart move all year, but even more so when we're cooped up inside. It's not really open for debate any longer. Those that live smart and live well pay attention to nasal and oral hygiene. Copix RX has just the tools for the job with our nasal and throat cleanse. Click the Copix RX banner on AmericaOutloud.shop to get 20% off your entire order. That's right, AmericaOutloud.shop. Use coupon code OUTLOUD. That's coupon code OUTLOUD for 20% off your entire order. Use Cofix RX because it works. The buildup of spike proteins is dangerous to your health. Global Healing's Foreign Protein Cleanse detoxes your body, removing the spike proteins, allowing your body to repair from within. Formulated by Dr. Edward Group and by Dr. Brian Artis, Foreign Protein Cleanse targets and detoxes spike proteins in the body. Go to americaoutloud.shop and get 15% off using the code OUTLOUD. Global healing, giving you the power to take control of your health naturally. I'm so confused. I don't know what to do. I'm afraid of going to the hospital. My doctor tells me nutrition doesn't work. Trust is earned. We are the Energetic Health Institute, and we want to earn your trust. Natural medicine, holistic nutrition, detoxification, fasting, cellular healing, and so much more. Remember, the best way to be free is to be healthy. So stop being a patient and start being a student at energetichealthinstitute.org. We're back here on After Dark with Rob and Andrew, and as we were discussing in the first half of the show, uh, we don't know if the Democrats are going to be able to keep Joe Biden uh, looking strong enough to, to go into the 2024 election to keep him around. But then the problem they also have is Kamala Harris is in the way. I hope in the show asking Rob if he thought the rumors about Michelle Obama could be true. I've never really bought into that. I don't think she really has any aspirations. But the Democrats would have to be uh, desperate and have to pull something crazy off to be able to get uh, Biden out of the way. Because as Rob mentioned, Jill Biden is not going to let uh, Joe Biden retire on his own. I mean, she loves the limelight. She loves being on the cover of uh, Time magazine and uh, adored by the progressive left and people on MSNBC and things like that. Joe Biden loves being the center of attention. So she'll, she'll uh, let Joe Biden go out like Ruth Bader Ginsburg did, where they won't let him retire. And, uh, He'll just basically be in office until he goes into the ground if he were fortunate enough to win the 2024 election. But is he even going to make it that far? Because the Democrats, Rob, they have a big problem on their hands. Uh, these polls, they've really reversed in the last week. It went from looking like things were tightening up maybe between Trump and Biden to uh, Trump just basically dominating uh, in a lot of these states right now, I saw a poll the other day that said uh, Trump's leading in every single swing state. So things are got to be a little scary for Democrats because they're saying, look at what we've done to Trump. We've 
given him over 90 indictments. We've uh, jailed his biggest supporters over January 6th. Uh, we've labeled it an insurrection. We've called him an insurrectionist. And he is still leading the polls. Uh, they've really got to be scratching their heads on what to do. They are scratching their heads. And just to remind our, our, our listeners, we're covering this again because when this broke on last week, Andrew and I weren't unable to come on the air and talk about it. So we're doing it now. And of course, uh, last night's show, we had on Heather Robinson and we were talking about the Super Bowl. And we talked a little bit about this, but this is our first opportunity to talk about this together and what our thoughts are. And you had posed that question to me during the first half of the show about Michelle. And I answered it in an indirect way, but now I want to be more direct with it. I still think that this is all some type of conspiracy that people are saying that Michelle is going to run. But it's a conspiracy that they're hoping that will catch on and it will invigorate her to run. I don't think that she has any political aspirations. I don't think she has an interest in it. I think she wants to stay far away from the politics. I do believe that Barack, however, would consider it. And I think that if there was enough pull behind him or pressure, he might jump in and think, well, let me take Trump on because a lot of people still like him. So this would be his opportunity to say, well, if he can run again, why can't I? Now, I could see that happening as opposed to Michelle. So some would say, well, well, yeah, well, let her run, and then he'll just work behind the scenes. No, she doesn't want it. She doesn't want the agony, the frustration. And the other thing that you have to consider is that if she were to run, what about Kamala? You would have a huge fallout that Kamala should be the heir apparent. So why go hopscotch over her and go with Michelle? Now, you can forget about Gavin Newsom because there's no way Gavin Newsom will be able to fit in those shoes after the Democrats have created this whole process of it has to be a black woman. That's the only reason why Joe Biden picked Kamala is because he went on the campaign saying that he would choose a black woman. I mean, a lot of people said that he wanted Gretchen Whitmer, but he put the word out there. So it had to be Kamala. And of course, Barack Obama ponied up Kamala, although that they had no connection. They didn't like each other. And Jill still doesn't like Kamala. But he had to pick her. And you saw how she came out trying to defend Joe. This is gratuitous, and this is the Times and the Elements. I don't know what this chick is on, but she must be on some psychedelic drugs. Maybe she is on the bong that she claimed she was smoking back in college. But let me submit this to you also. It's not going to be Michelle. And I don't know if people even thought about this. Because again, she would have to go over Kamala. But to neutralize that effect... Put in Barack Obama. There you go. It, sell, it settles it. Kamala won't be mad. She'll say, okay, they're putting Barack back in. He's going to go against Trump, his nemesis. So I can bow out in grace. I won't have to be humiliated. But then the question becomes, who will be the vice president? Will he pick Kamala? So although Barack, he, they might convince him you can do it. But then the issue becomes, who would be the vice president? Would Kamala remain on as the vice president? And Andrew, I think it's doable. I think that they could put him in to neutralize everything, keep her there as the vice president, work on her, get her up to speed, because Barack, like Trump, would only be able to serve one term. Trump is only going to serve one term. That's it. He can only serve one term after this. The same thing with Barack Obama. And it would definitely gin up the base. He has a name recognition. 
A lot of people like him. He's the first black president. Oh, he's going to get Trump. He's going to stick it to Trump. And I can see him bringing out the vote. But I don't see Michelle. And if he were to come out, keep Kamala on SVP, she would learn the ropes, and then she would be prepared in 2028 to run against whoever they're going to run against. That would scare me. It would scare me. Because a lot of people like him. A lot of people who know nothing about him, although he did nothing for black people, and black people would probably forget about it and would vote for him. But I think that black men would not forget. I think they would still go for Trump. Because you know the media is going to be extremely soft on him. They're not going to bring up any of the issues, any of the things that he failed on. They're not going to bring up this entire whole thing with this diversity and how we're at each other's throats because of him. And they won't even ask him, well, were you actually the president while Joe Biden was there? Were you calling the shots, you and Susan Rice and Valerie Jarrett? They won't go hard on him. It'll be up to us, America out loud, and after Dr. Robin Andrew to do it. Because I doubt seriously that Fox News would do it. I hate to say it. Newsmax, maybe. But a lot of people would handle him with kid gloves because they would be afraid that the media would call them a racist, regardless of the fact that they're going to call them a racist anyway. But they would be extremely careful. Oh, we can't say this. I would bring up everything. I would say it's because of you that the races are each other's throats. It's because of you that the border is broken. It's because of you that there is this confusion with the genders. You did nothing for black people. How does it feel being the first black president and you did nothing significant for black people? Granted, you're supposed to be the president for all people. But still, this constituency puts Democrats in office time after time after time. What have you done for them? Nothing. What are you going to do for them this time? Probably nothing. When you were out of office, what did you do in Chicago? Did you go back to Chicago? Did you address the criminal activity? Did you address the high death? Did you, did you do anything of significance for the black community? Besides just say, oh, I was the first black president, the first black president who had man fantasies. Will they even ask him about the man fantasies? Will they even ask him about his sexuality? No, they'll probably say, oh, that's off limits. You, you can't talk about that. That's no one's business. But they'll ask about Trump. Did Trump have BD? Did he have a, a venereal disease? Did he have STDs? Did he, did he go around with this? Did he sleep here, et cetera, et cetera? But with Barack Obama, always off limits. And that's the reason why I don't think Michelle would run, because she would get all these questions and then some. And if the media didn't ask her, Trump would. No, they would try to play the race card with Trump. Oh, he's attacking a black woman. But Michelle doesn't have the strength to go through with it. Barack Obama does. Because they would go light on him. Have you ever thought about that scenario, Andrew? To neutralize everything so that they can't say we skipped over Kamala, put Barack in, he's only in for four years, it'll be easy peasy for him, he won't do much, he'll just let things go as they will, Valerie Jarrett and Susan Rice will do everything else, Kamala will be the vice president, they will groom her on stepping into his shoes. That is a strong possibility, Andrew. What are your thoughts on it? Yeah, if they plan on grooming Kamala, though, they would have a lot of work to do to get her <laughs> um, presidential by 2028, that's for sure. Um, I guess that's a plan. I don't necessarily <laughs> like that plan, but they're definitely going to be desperate to get President Trump out any means necessary. I don't think people understand how scared Democrats are 
of Trump getting back into office. I mean, I know that the listeners of our show understand, but I mean, the common person out there, um, we'll see some crazy things come up. Obviously, I think there's going to be some negligence uh, in the election. They're going to try some dirty tricks once again, but people are going to be out watching for it. And I think the support uh, for President Trump just continues to pick up uh, with what we see. And these fake news attacks don't work anymore like they used to. Uh, it's just like uh, the media having the meltdown over the Tucker Carlson interview with Vladimir Putin. It's like, well, who cares? He's just interviewing the guy. But all of a sudden, the media wants to act like uh, Russia should be banned from the United States. Or, I mean, Tucker should be banned from the United States or something like that. Uh, the people that attack President Trump are the same ones that were going after Tucker. And uh, it should be clear, these people just throw fits anytime someone does something that they don't like. Well, here's the thing, Andrew. Liberals are always attacking conservatives whenever they do anything but we have to remember barbara walters interviewed vladimir putin george stephanopoulos interviewed him charlie rose interviewed him so when they interviewed him it was like oh he got the score they got the score they got the big story but the moment tucker carlson oh he's a traitor we don't want to hear what he has to say well has what he has to say is the truth we're finding out that we're involved in a war that we shouldn't be in and it's because of joe biden it's because joe biden is absent-minded and that's another reason why Michelle would not want this job. She doesn't want to go in and try to figure out war, war and peace. Barack Obama, on the other hand, he would take his eyes off the prize, but he would still do it. Joe was exposed last week. This was the final nail in the coffin. I would like to think that, but I'm sure there are going to be some others. Joe did not, as you guys all saw, and we talked about this the other night, did not give a Super Bowl interview because he's under lock and key. The man is a disaster. The man is a failure. He is not fit to be in office. We have been saying this, and lo and behold, the special prosecutor, special uh, counsel, Robert Hur, confirmed it. Joe's camp is mad. They are attacking him, saying it's a political hack job, as I said during the first block. It's not a political hack job. He just spoke the truth. He didn't indict him. You guys should be happy over that. But it begs the question, Andrew, if he's saying that Joe has a bad memory, he's an, a, a, a nice man, but he has a serious issues. I mean, I want to quote this directly or correctly, an elderly man with poor memory. As a result, we're not going to indict him, although we believe that he willfully held on to those documents. Now, if you're going to hold on to those documents, Andrew, for 50-something years, yes, you did it willfully. But if he's saying that he has poor memory, and if they were to put him on the court, on, on trial, that he wouldn't remember anything, and that the jurors would feel sorry for him and sympathetic, then my gosh, what do you think about the country? We discussed this the other night. What do you think what the voters are thinking? I'm not talking about the left-wing media, because they're okay with Joe being there. They're okay with him fumbling and mumbling. Andrew, just think of all the times we have seen this man fall going up Air Force One. He fell at a ceremony at West Point. I mean, he hit the floor hard, and they told us, oh, someone put a balloon there. He can barely go up the stairs of Air Force One. They have reduced him to going up the private interest that journalists go through. There's something wrong here. 
our world leaders see this and they're laughing at us. And that's the reason why they're acting out the way they are. And the media doesn't care because for them, it's we just got to stop Trump. We just can't let him get into office. We got to stop him. And although, as you said during the first block, Andrew, Trump is pulling ahead. He should have already long since been far ahead. But you got the media that's withholding a lot of this information. And do not doubt when I say this, we're looking at this and we're seeing this unfold before our very eyes. But the media, they're consorting, they're colluding. They will try to stump Trump by any means necessary. We saw what happened with the Supreme Court. And it seems as though they're going to come out and say that Colorado cannot remove Trump from the ballot, and rightfully so. But that's not going to stop them. You still got the D.C. issue. And if Jack Smith isn't going to come out and say, I'm going to put a hold on my case with Trump handling classified documents, seeing what Robert Hur has done, this lets you know that they are going full steam ahead. They want a conviction. They're going to try to rush these cases. Next, this week is going to be an eye opener between now and the summer. Andrew, the Democrats are going to pull everything that they can to stop Trump. They're already contacting people, I think it's the no parties label, they're contacting them and telling them, if you run anybody against Joe Biden, it will be your last, we will come after you, we will destroy you. Why isn't the media talking about that more? Why aren't they? Because it's a cover up. Now just imagine had Elon Musk not gotten Twitter, it would have been a complete cover up, they would have shut down everything. We better keep our eyes on the prize, because I'm telling you. If they decide to go with Barack Obama, nothing will stop them. They will lie, cheat, and steal to get the election. You just sent me an article. We're up against a commercial break, and we're going to discuss this when we come back, about what is his name, Pencil Neck Chef, saying that I believe Russia is helping Trump. See, they're planting the seed of discord already, Andrew. we got to have our eyes open, because this is not going to be a cakewalk for Trump. And Trump better be careful with what he say, because they're coming after him. They are coming after him. You got that right. We've just seen the first round of attacks. I mean, we've seen these cases like Fannie Willis's starting to fall apart and crumble before our eyes. Uh, but they're going to be ready for round two of attacks against President Trump. Uh, they might just go with old dependable. The Russia, Russia, Russia thing again, as Rob said, we'll talk more about that in the third half of our show. Uh, Joe Biden could certainly use some... Uh, focus and energy uh even at half his age rob and i have been using healthy cell and if you're looking for better sleep focus and energy check out healthy cell the leading innovator of nutritional supplements for cell health healthy cell vitamins work at the cellular level to boost immune health sleep better focus deeper and stay younger longer it's a great health choice no matter your age you can absorb a healthier lifestyle with healthy cells pill free vitamins go to healthycell.com or americaoutloud.shop and find the great products that look like they would work great for you you can use the promo code OUTLOUD to save on healthy cell we'll be back with more after dark with robin andrew cardiovascular disease is the leading cause of death and disability Today's high-stress, on-the-go lifestyle makes it hard to stay heart-healthy. Lifestyle changes like exercise and diet are critical, but you can also support your heart with concentrated nutrients. Healthy Cell created heart and vascular health to support three aspects of heart health, cholesterol, blood pressure, and triglycerides, with CoQ10, vitamin K2, resveratrol, and soluble fiber. And Healthy Cell's not a pill. It's a patent-pending gel you swallow with ultra-absorption of science-backed ingredients. 
you would need to take 13 pills to get the same amount of nutrients in each gel pack. And these great tasting gels come in a small packet. Tear off the top, shoot it down, or mix it in water. Get heart healthy. Go to HealthyCell.com and use code OUTLOUD for 25% off your first order. HealthyCell.com. Code OUTLOUD for 25% off. Trouble getting to sleep and staying asleep is infuriating. Your mind races, you toss and turn. Nutrition company Healthy Cell created REM sleep to help you quickly fall asleep, stay asleep, and sleep deep. Unlike other supplements that don't work, REM sleep is not a pill. It's a gel you swallow with ultra-absorption of science-backed ingredients, supporting all four stages of sleep. Go to HealthyCell.com and use code OUTLOUD for 25% off your first order. Risk-free. Love it or your money back. Guaranteed. HealthyCell.com. Out loud. Andrew, there's just so much to talk about, so much to cover, and this is the last half of the show. But I want to just go back to what I was teasing everyone with a piece that you had sent to me. I think this was uh, with Jim Pasaki, was on Twitter or X. She was baiting him to give commentary on Putin and the election. But folks, as we said, they are afraid now. The cat's out the bag. The American people are afraid that Joe Biden has his hands on the red button. He doesn't know what he's doing. He's confusing daytime, nighttime. And the special prosecutor just laid it out and said he's a nice man, but he has poor memory. He didn't know when his son died. He didn't know he's still vice president. Folks, that's dangerous. And remember, earlier on, he would say that Kamala was the president. He even said that Barack Obama was still president. When Barack Obama came back to the White House, I think it was the first year Biden was there. And when he came, everybody was like going to Barack Obama. And Joe was just wandering around like, what's going on? Oh, wait, I'm the president. And remember, just recently, last month, he referred to Trump as being, oh, yeah, the person who's in the White House right now, President Trump. You know, people would say, oh, these are mistakes. He, you know, Joe puts his foot in his mouth. And again, when Joe was running, when he would make these snafus, and they knew a lot of them were going to happen, they would say, oh, that's just Joe Biden. Joe Biden is known for that. He's done that when he was a senator. But to the degree that he's making them now, Andrew, he struggles. He was giving a speech to some reporters, and they were talking about Hamas. He didn't even remember Hamas's name, and a reporter had to help him out. The media will tell us, oh, there's nothing wrong with that. Joe stutters. No, he's struggling. He has early signs of dementia or Alzheimer's. Remember how they used to ride Donald, I mean, not Donald Trump, but see that? Look at me. I made a mistake. But Ronald Reagan, they were saying that he had Alzheimer's. Yes. I mean, and Joe, clearly you can see it. When he's speaking, he's struggling. He gets angry. People are saying, oh, no, that's just Joe. No, it's not just Joe. He is a carving board copy of who he used to be. So when you have Jen Psaki, when they's like, oh, gosh, how can, we, how can we change the subject? How can we change what's going on, the news feed? She wants to bring up Putin and Russia, giving him access or way to come in. Adam Schiff, that is, and say, oh, yeah, I think that Putin, he's working right now to try to get Trump elected. He wants Trump back in office. Well, why pretend would he want Trump in office knowing that Trump is going to tell him, if you don't stop what you're doing, we're going to come after you. 
Yeah, these people are nuts, Rob. Next, we'll be hearing that in 1994, Robert Herr once had dinner in the Kremlin. I mean, uh, they will just make things up and uh, do anything they can to try and prop up Joe Biden and make President Trump look bad. And uh, I think the attacks on Robert Herr are just beginning. The longer that this stays in the news, the more unhinged the attacks on Robert Herr are going to become. Well, you look, there was an article uh, over the weekend that Biden's defense team going after the Department of Justice, going after Robert Hur's report, saying that, how dare you say this? Making up, giving comments about his memory. It's like, that's valid. You want to know it. We want to know if the commander in chief is sane. But see, they want us to think that that's none of your business. You're not supposed to know that. And Jill, oh, my God, poor Jill. She is mad, as I said. She's angry because she knows the gig is up. She knows that it has been going on too long. She gave an interview this weekend saying that this was uncalled for. And this was a political attack, but a political attack by whom? This was Biden's Department of Justice. And I would say to Merrick Garland, come clean, come clean, because as we have said on our show before, they will come after their own. If you don't do their bidding, they will come after you. Merrick Garland, you better come clean. You better come clean because they are going to come after you. You better start saying, nope, this was all the rules. He had me up to this. He wanted me to do it. I'm coming clean. Ask for immunity. They are coming after you. I would say to Robert Hirsch, stand your ground, because these next couple of weeks and months, it is not going to be pretty. They're going to come after you with everything that they can, with all their might. They're going to try and destroy him because they're mad that the truth is out there. They are mad. They can't cover it up anymore. It's out there. I mean, whose idea was it to put him there in the first place? I see the other thing, Andrew. We got to remember because we weren't able to discuss this when this came out, the Supreme Court. And we touched this briefly during the first block of the show. And what their possible ruling will be, I'm hoping that they rule judiciously according to the Constitution and just say, Colorado, you were without, you were out of bounds. You had no right to try and remove a presidential candidate from the ballot. You had no right to do it. They talk about democracy. They're the ones who are trying to silence democracy. They're the ones who are trying to cover democracy up in the dark. Andrew, and I was listening to the arguments that they were making, and they were just like, well, no, we don't, we don't think he should be there because of insurrection. He is yet to be charged with insurrection. And as one of the justices said, who defines insurrection? You guys are going to define it in your narrow little courtroom, your narrow little chambers. Who's going to define it? I don't care if you don't like Trump. Even David Axelrod said it. This is a, this is a threat to democracy. We do not want this to happen. If the Supreme Court does not rule unanimously that they were wrong, because a lot of people are saying that Sonia Sotomayor We'll probably dissent and say, oh, no, I think that Colorado was on the right page. Just imagine future presidents, future candidates, rather, if they want to remove them. I mean, this just goes back to the presidential immunity. A lot of people are saying, oh, no, Trump doesn't have it. I know the Supreme Court, they're going to rule accordingly. But, Andrew, people aren't thinking. 
if the Supreme Court says that he doesn't have it, then we should be able to go back and bring charges against George Bush for taking us to the Iraqi war. We should be able to go back and rule and file charges against Barack Obama for getting money back to Iran. I mean, the list just goes on and on and on. But see, Democrats keep pushing the button. They keep moving the goalposts. And they're hoping that no one is going to figure it out. because, And no one will figure it out because we have a complicit media that always backs down. They back down and they won't explain to the American people. You do realize that if Colorado goes through with this, if they succeed, the next election, you will have red states kicking off candidates. And we're not talking about the people that are on the Hill because we know we have a lot of feckless people on the Hill because, remember, they had a difficult time trying to impeach Mallorca. We're not talking about them. We're talking about the state level. They will look at this and say, well, okay, if you're going to kick this person off, we're going to kick your person off. And it goes on and on and on. But see, Democrats only want to call it out when it's going to impact them. The same thing with impeachment. Oh, let's just keep impeaching Trump. And I think it was Amy Coney Barrett. She said, if there's something, if you don't want a president, if you don't want a person to be president or you want to punish them, that's what the impeachment is for. But see, they don't want you to know that, and they won't explain it. That is the reason why we need people to understand the Constitution and to look at it, to read it. Because the media is not going to tell you this. They'll tell you, oh, you're on the right path. If the court comes back and says that Trump does not have presidential immunity, we should go back and sue every president that we think did us wrong or did something wrong in the country that impacted us. Case in point, Joe Biden. Look yeah. at what he did with the with the border. We should be able to file a lawsuit against him. And he can't say I have presidential immunity. Oh, no, you don't. What you did and what he did was actually against the Constitution because he's supposed to protect us against all foreign invaders. And he did it. Instead, he welcomed them in. He even said we have the tape with him saying, come on, come one, come all. We should be able to go after him, Andrew. We should be able to, and we need fighters in the House and the Senate that will hold these Democrats accountable. Because as we see, the the Democrats, they vote in lockstep. You know that they're all going to vote together. Uh, This latest impeachment vote with Mayorkas just proves that we still have a lot of weak Republicans in the House. It probably wouldn't have went through in the Senate either. Uh, We're hearing, though, that uh, the Republicans got their numbers flubbed up. One of the uh, Democrats came back and voted that they did not expect. Uh, One of the Republicans ended up flipping that they did not expect. Uh, Hopefully they get it together and uh, hold the vote again and impeach Mayorkas. But Wisconsin Republican Mike Gallagher, one of them that voted to not impeach uh, Mayorkas because he claimed that... uh, didn't meet the standards of impeachment has decided that he won't run for re-election. I mean, this is how much pushback this guy's gotten uh, for this vote. And you know what, Rob, him stepping down like this, uh, well, not stepping down, but deciding he's not going to run for re-election. Uh, that just makes it easier for the, the America first movement. And now we don't have to primary this guy. We could just get a good candidate in there 
because we don't need weak Republicans like this. And uh, him stepping down after some pushback just proves how weak he is. But I don't know about you, but I'm glad he's deciding to not seek re-election because uh, that vote was clear cut. And if you can't see that, you've got no business in the House. I agree. And then all these people who are saying, well, why would you go up to Mallorca? You go at the head. You go after the head and take the head down. And I would submit to them, again, it's all talk. They're hoping that you listen to them and not think it through. But when you have a corporation and if someone down below isn't performing, you're not going to fire the CEO. You're going to fire the person who's not performing. So when I hear people saying, oh, no, go after Joe Biden, not Mallorca. He's just doing what Joe Biden wants. No, we're going to go after Mallorca. And even if he put someone else in there who's going to do the same thing. That's fine. We'll impeach that person. But you got to remember also, folks, that Congress has to approve the person that he nominates. So Republicans, if they have a thin margin, they can very well say if they were to stick together and say, well, we're not going to approve anyone. You could just put an acting person there. They did Trump that way. They didn't approve a lot of his cabinet members. He had to have acting members. And see, you guys have forgotten about that, but I haven't forgotten. And I want to remind you of that. Now, going on back to this guy that you said who's not going to run in Wisconsin, and he shouldn't run. We need Mike an American Gallagher. first, Mike Gallagher. We need an American first candidate. Thank you. And here's the thing here. He's claiming, and I th he said the right thing that, you know, I've been here for eight or 12 years and it wasn't designed. The Constitution wasn't designed for us to stay here indefinitely and make a life. Uh, out of this and just stay here. We need to step aside and let someone in, let someone else do it. I agree with that 100%. But here's my thing. Did Ronna McDaniel know about it? I know she's on her way out. Did she know about it? And is there another candidate that she was grooming to take that position? Because that would have been her responsibility, her job to look at different candidates and say, okay, let's put that candidate there. Where am I going with this? I heard that Kevin McCarthy, the former Speaker of the House, might take that position to be the chairman of the GOP. They say he's a good fundraiser, Andrew. He raised a lot of money. I'm sure he does. But does he have a game plan? You can raise all the money you want to, but if you don't have the qualified candidates, it's not going to work. Right. Does he have the game plan? Will he go into these inner cities and help Republican candidates, or will he just be looking out for his buddies? That's kind of what I would worry about with Kevin McCarthy. Well, I've said before, Andrew, and I said on one of the shows, that if Trump were to go into the inner cities and start appealing to the black vote, especially black men, he would be surprised. Go into the barbershops where most black men go, go there, appeal to them, press the flesh. Trump can do it. He's not afraid. He's not timid like some of these other Republicans. He's a down-to-earth man. If he were to do that, he would be surprised at the number of blacks, men, that would vote for him. Now, the black women, okay, there is a different story because they're, they're so confused right now with DEI, and it's that mentality of the church mentality that the preacher will tell them one thing, they'll do whatever. And I'm going to speak about this, with, and I've spoken about this with B.B. Diamond when we said that DEI has let the black woman down. Okay, we've spoken about that, and she's going to come on again, and we're going to talk about it. But yeah, I, Andrew, I do believe if he were to go to these barbershops and press the flesh, he would get a lot of the black men vote. You're right about that. And something else uh, that we could talk about, it feels like we could have had a two hour show tonight. Oh, so yeah, definitely. We could uh, discuss. But something else is uh, 
We saw Lindsey Graham right before the midterm election sabotage Republicans with his ridiculous abortion ban. I mean, yeah, uh, we might agree with it, but it was horrible to say right before the midterm elections, and many think that cost Republicans. Uh, don't be surprised if we see uh, Mitch McConnell or Lindsey Graham up to the same tricks again. Uh, this time around because they are not happy with this new America First movement and how popular President Trump is. So, uh, yeah, definitely keep an eye on that. Uh, we'll discuss that more perhaps later this week. I'll just say one more thing. And again, I know, like you said, we, this could have been a, like a two-hour show uh, because so much happened since you and I last uh, hosted the show together. But Lindsey Graham, I know a lot of you see him as like he's behind Trump. He gets Trump's back. He's right there. He's only there because he knows if he hangs on to Trump's coattail, if he gets into a tough spot when he's trying to run for election, Trump will help him out. But we have to start seeing through these rhinos. And I do believe that uh, Lindsey Graham has some rhino blood in him. We know that Mitch McConnell does. And for Pete's sake, can we not get rid of Mitch McConnell? Why is he still there? Freezing up just like Joe Biden? Maybe that's the reason why he likes Joe Biden so much. Because they're both in the same bucket, old, frail, and shouldn't be there. But, Andrew, I mean, I got to say, it's time to get rid of these people. But in conclusion, I just want to put this back out there. Don't be at all surprised if Barack Obama is the lamb in the thorn in the bush that they're waiting for to prop up, to move out Joe, so that there won't be this big ruckus if they were to move Michelle over Kamala Harris. I'm just putting it out there, Andrew. That's all I'm saying. Just putting it out there. Yeah, very well said. We're all out of time tonight. Thank you all for tuning in to After Dark with Robin Andrew, which is available on America Out Loud's iHeartRadio channel. Monday through Friday, 9 p.m. Eastern, 8 p.m. Central, or 6 p.m. on the West Coast. You can also find our podcast on Spotify, Stitcher, Pandora, or wherever you stream. Please be sure to tune in again tomorrow night. We'll be back. And remember, stand for something or fall for nothing. 